This is Love Marriage Again with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to embrace their marriage and feel completely in love with their husbands again. If you are a wife looking to create a happier marriage by transforming yourself, you've come to the right place. Here you will be inspired to fully accept your husband, be in control of your own happiness, and create a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan, and I am delighted that you have joined me for another podcast episode. How are you doing? How are you making out? It is March. By the time you will hear this, I'm recording it at the end of February, and there's a part of me that can't believe we're already in March. The time is flying by. I am especially looking forward to warmer weather. (laughs) I do not like the winter at all, which is very interesting because I live in the Northeast and we still have snow covering the ground and I'm dreaming about the spring. Anyway, so today (laughs) we are talking about obligated living. What that really means is we're going to talk about what is happening for many of us (laughs) in our lives right now, where we are living out of obligation. I think for those of us who like to be vacationing and like to be out and about, meeting up with friends, doing things outside of the house. What has been happening with COVID has really put us in a state of doing a lot of things just out of obligation. Like the things that we typically would do for fun aren't as accessible in the way that we are used to it. So how you know that you are living a life out of obligation right now is it kind of feels like you're going through the motions. I know for me, I've been talking with a lot of friends about how it just feels like every day is Groundhog Day. (laughs) That you wake up, you do the same things. And to some degree, I personally appreciate that. I like a predictable schedule because I can build in things that I really want to do in the time that I have free. But for most of us, right, it's not feeling like that. It's just feeling like every day is the same thing. You wake up, you get the kids ready, you do your work, you eat your meals, you get the kids ready for bed, you go to sleep, and you wake up and do it all over again. And for me, the way that I operate my business, many times it feels like there's not really much distinction between the weekend versus the weekday. So if you're feeling that, I am there with you. And this podcast is for you and this podcast is for me. 
So it feels like you're sort of going through the motions. Other ways you can know that you're living a life out of obligation is you feel very stressed and overcommitted. And this is something I personally have worked on a lot where I have released a lot of things from my to-do list or calendar, and I definitely want to encourage you to do the same. But, you know, knowing that you're stressed and overcommitted is it feels like there's no part in the day that's just for you to relax, to take a minute, to breathe, where every moment you are just sort of running, 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 and it has you feeling like you can't ever really catch up. That if you were to take a break, you'd then be behind in another area of your life. Another way you can know if you're living a life out of obligation is you become really frustrated when other people don't meet your standards or they don't do the things that you expect them to do. Interesting, right? Usually that person, right? that others <laughs> is your husband, right? So you find yourself really, you know, aggravated and annoyed that even though you've asked him 10,000 times to help out or to come home a little bit early, he's still not quite meeting the mark for you. And the reason this is tied to you living out of obligation is because when you spend a lot of time doing things because you have to or doing things because it's expected of you, that's your worldview. And you sort of expect that everyone else will feel obligated to do the things you ask of them, right? So it's like if you ask your husband to do something or to be home at a certain time or to help out in a certain way you expect that he will be obligated, he will feel obligated to do it, and so then he will do it. And so when he doesn't, it just sort of rocks the foundation of what you think should be happening and how people should be operating because you live your life so much out of obligation, right? So all of this is important to be aware of because it's having a pretty significant impact on your life. And One way that it impacts your life is it causes you to lose sight of you. It causes you to lose sight of what you enjoy, what brings you excitement in your day, what makes you happy, what makes you feel alive and like yourself. Something that I do with many of my clients is a values exercise where we just go through what are the things you value? What are the things you value in life? For some people, they value connection. For others, they value fun. For some people, they value spontaneity. And so knowing what you value is helpful because it provides sort of like a compass and an anchoring so that you can make sure that how you spend your time is a reflection of the things you value. And so if you find yourself really feeling like you're going through the motions, it's because you're losing a little bit of you and you're losing a little bit of perspective on what brings you joy because you're just floating through life, being tossed and turned by the obligations. The other way this impacts your life is you began to sort of people please 
and expect others to do the same for you, right? That's what we were talking about a little bit with the frustration when other people aren't meeting your standards. So when you live out of obligation, you're more concerned with what's expected of you, how you will look to other people doing the thing, not doing the thing. You will be very focused on how your actions make other people happy or provide some value or service to other people, oftentimes to your own neglect, right? And so people-pleasing happens in many, many different relationships, right? It happens as a mother with your children where, you know, your children may want something and you give into it because you want them to feel a certain way, right? It can happen with your parents, right? Your own parents who they may make requests of you or want you to do something and out of obligation, right? And honor for them, you sort of like bend what you would really want or bend what you really value with your time in order to accommodate them so that they feel better, right? This happens in marriage, of course, where you spend a lot of time doing things because you don't want your husband to be upset or you don't want your husband to struggle or whatever the case may be. Now, I want to be clear, there is nothing with being altruistic and doing things out of love and service to the people in your life right? I'm a marriage coach. Marriage is for sure about giving and receiving. And so I'm not in any way sort of saying that like, no, if you don't want to do it, like you just don't have to do it. But I want you to notice if the reason you're doing it is because you're trying to control how someone else feels, that's not really being altruistic, right? Being altruistic is more, I want to do this for you because I love doing it. It brings me joy to, you know, have you experience this gift that I'm giving you with my time or my effort, whatever the case may be, right? But when you're trying to do something only because you want someone to feel a certain way, that nine times out of 10 sort of secretly serves you, then you just want to just be onto yourself and get curious about why that is your motivation, right? The other impact that living a life out of obligation can have is it breeds resentment, right? Because you're doing things because you quote unquote have to, or you want the other person to feel better, at the expense of your emotions. And that is just no way to operate, right? Resentment feels awful. It creates so much disconnection. It creates so much internal frustration. And I think a lot of times people don't recognize that it's their choices that are putting them in positions that they don't want to be in or doing things that they don't really want to do. And then their reaction to that is to be resentful and upset with the person that requested it or the person that received it. Sometimes we're doing things and people aren't even asking. We're just doing it because, again, our brains tell us you should do that. Like you have to do that. And so then we do it, right? So how this erodes happiness in your marriage is 
again, because you're sort of minimizing yourself for the obligation of being something, being all things to other people, it creates an inauthentic relationship, right? Like you're not really being yourself when you're more concerned about pleasing other people and making sure everyone else is okay. It denies and sort of shuts off a part of yourself. And so whenever you're not 100% yourself, you can't 100% connect with another person, right? It's literally like you just close the door to a part of yourself and that part is dormant, which means that when someone is trying to connect with you or you're trying to connect with your husband, there's a whole piece of you missing, right? And so you want to just pay attention to this and see where are you shutting off parts of yourself? Where are you just on autopilot? Because it's those decisions and those ways of being that prevents you from really being able to have the level of intimacy, the level of connection, the level of closeness that you're probably wanting to have with your husband. And then when you're not being your authentic self, there's like an internal unrest. There's a part of you that's like, wait a minute, like we're over here. Like, why are you denying this? And so you're just not happy inside yourself, right? It doesn't matter what's happening outside of you. Like inside, you're not feeling amazing. And so when you're not feeling amazing inside of yourself, you are less patient. You're a little bit snippy. You're quick to like have an attitude. So you just want to notice like, is there some just internal unrest because you're not living your best life on the inside of your own body, right? In your own mind, in your own brain, okay? So I want to share with you three phases to sort of move out of living a life that feels like an obligation to living a life where you feel alive. And I think we are so challenged to be doing this right now, still in the middle of a pandemic. But I think it's still important work for us to strive for, because if we can do it now, when we're still, you know, not moving about (laughs) as much as we would like to, we will definitely be able to do it when the world opens up again. Okay. So the first phase is just having the awareness right? This conversation that we've had up until this point might have set like 10,000 light bulbs off in your brain. And now you have an awareness, right? And so what I want you to do is to keep opening the door to that awareness, to keep noticing like, when is this happening? When am I living out of obligation? When am I making a decision? Because I have to, and I'm losing sight of actually wanting to right? We are adults. And so that's not to say that I'm, you know, suggesting you live like a hedonistic life where you only do the things that you want to. No, what I'm saying is just pay attention, just pay attention to the percentage of time you're doing things because you have to. And for the things that you legitimately do need to do, right? Where can you infuse joy? Where can you infuse excitement in that to be excited about it, right? So I'm going to give you an example. So 
for us here, I am the one that is home that gets the kids ready for school and drops them off. They go to two separate schools with two separate start times. So my mornings with them typically start at like 6 a.m. and they don't end until 9.30, right? By the time everyone's dressed, everyone's dropped off, we're waiting to the next drop off, like it's a three and a half hour period of time, right? And there's some mornings where it's not that fun, right? My kids are four and six. So you can imagine the amount of backtalk, the amount of times I have to repeat myself with put on your socks, brush your teeth, right? It can be so much like just going through the motions. And so on the days that it feels heavy to me where I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to get through these next three hours, I consciously decide to infuse fun because fun is something that I value because I know that about myself. So I will just pick a song that is like the song of the morning. And it is a song that is for me, right? They have their own musical requests. We have time for that in the car. But when we're getting ready and mommy needs to be patient and nice, Mommy's listening to the music that mommy likes, right? So that's one way that you can balance still doing the things that really you legitimately have to do. I guess technically I don't have to take my kids to school, but I choose to because I want them to have an education, right? But not, you know, resenting the fact that you have to do that and making yourself more miserable in the process, right? So when you have an awareness of, okay, these are the moments, these are the times when I'm noticing I'm living so much out of obligation, you can, of course, for the things you can let go of, just eliminate being obligated to do it. But for the things that need to stay, how can you just make it more fun for yourself? Or how can you make it aligned with what you value, right? So maybe you might value connection. And so this happens for me later in the evening when it's dinner time. And again, four and six-year-olds sometimes take a long time to eat, like over an hour. And so to make that an enjoyable experience for me, I focus on connecting. I focus on connecting with my daughter and talking with her about her day. I focus on connecting with my son and just noticing how he's enjoying the food. And I just get really present to the moment. So again, there are things that will always be a part of your day, but they don't have to feel like going through the motions when you know what your values are and you can make um, that experience align with what you value in the moment, okay? So beyond awareness, you really do want to document those desires that you have, right? So when you're feeling like things are mundane or you're just walking around like a zombie, you want to ask yourself, what would I like instead? Instead of this experience that I'm having, what would I like, right? And you want to begin to just document your desires. What would you want to be doing instead? Is there a way to infuse what you really desire with what you're doing, right? How can you upgrade the experience that you're having by pouring on desire, right? And sometimes that is something that just happens in your mind. Like, why do I want to do this? We don't really ask ourselves that question. 
But like, why do I want to do this? I remember early on when my husband and I first got married, I really liked in the beginning making his lunch. That was so fun for me. And then once we had kids, it felt like an obligation. And I remember consciously thinking about this for myself, like, I don't have to do this. Like, he's not going to actually be upset if I don't do it. But why do I want to do it? I had lost sight of like the joy that I got, right? Like knowing that he had a really great meal and wasn't not eating because that would happen sometimes with the work that he does. So I began to look at why did I want to do it? Why was it my desire to do the thing that I was doing? So you can only do that when you begin to document your desires and why you like doing the things that you like to do. And then phase three is granting yourself permission. This is a big one because I think as women, and for those of us who are mothers especially, we don't give ourselves permission to want what we want and to spend time and energy having what we want, right? We don't give ourselves permission to do that. Why? I want you to think about that for yourself. Why don't you give permission to yourself to have what you want? And to flip it around, I want you to think about why you should have it. Why you should have a moment to yourself. Why you should be able to sleep in if that's what you want to do. Why you should be able to invest in yourself in some way that's meaningful for you. Why should you do that? How does it not only benefit you, but how does you doing that thing benefit other people? I know for me on the weekends, sometimes I just go to Target and it feels amazing (laughs) to just get out of the house and be in Target. Now, my kids are sad when I leave, right? Because they're more attached to me now, but it's okay. It's okay for them to be home with their dad and have that time with him while I fill myself with a target run or a nap, right? So you have to give yourself permission to want the things that you want and to have the things that you want, okay? Now, when you are able to do this, it has a positive impact on your marriage. First of all, you feel more like you. And when you are feeling more like you, you need less from your husband in order for you to feel better, right? It's almost like he becomes the cherry on top of the Sunday instead of being the whole Sunday. There's nothing better for your marriage when you can bring your whole happy self to the table, right? It's sort of like you just get to have fun. It gets to be easy because you don't need anything from him. The other impact is you can appreciate when he pursues his desires. So a lot of things that happen, I think I have a a previous episode that's called competition matches in marriage where sometimes you feel in competition with him for time where it's like, well, if he's working so much or if he's doing this, then that means I don't get to do this thing that I want to do. And so when you are pursuing your desires, you don't feel in competition with him when he pursues his. It's like, oh yeah, 
I get to do the things that I want. He gets to do the things he wants. And we figured out, or I have figured out on my own, some creative way to allow space for all of it. So you don't have to be annoyed with him and resentful that he's not dedicating the time that you would want him to dedicate because you've already found a way to get your desires met because you're not living out of obligation, right? Another way it has a positive impact on your marriage is you actually have more to talk about. This is an interesting thing, right? So when you're living your life out of obligation and everything you're doing feels very mundane and you're just going through the motions, when you come together and just ask the question like, hey, how was your day? You probably don't have much to say like, oh, it's fine. It's the same as yesterday, right? But when you are consciously and intentionally living a life where you feel alive, you have something to talk about that's interesting to you. And so when you have things to talk about that are interesting to you, it creates more opportunities to connect. And then the other positive impact when you are no longer living a life out of obligation is you get to own your choices. So when you are obligated, you feel very disempowered, like life is happening to you. And when you begin to move into living a life that feels alive, you get to own your choices because you feel more empowered about how you're spending your time and how you're spending your energy and your effort. And when you can own your choices, there's less of a need to blame, right? There's no need to blame your husband about anything because you own the decisions that you're making for reasons that you like. You can take responsibility. So... I hope this has been helpful for you. I just recognize that, again, we are in such a unique time where life does kind of feel like it's happening to us. And I want this episode to be a reminder that that never has to be your case, that no matter what feels like an obligation, you can find ways to integrate the things you desire and to create a life that feels more alive for you right? You can stop denying parts of yourself and start living fully in who you are and who you want to be. I can guide you to doing more of this, right? So if this idea of living out of obligation is like, for you, something you're clear is happening and you want to move out of it and you want to enjoy yourself, your life and your marriage and your family, then I invite you to consider working with me one-on-one. This is work that we can absolutely do together. One, to just first find what do you want to be doing? Like, who are you? Who do you want to be? That's a question that we don't often take the time to ask ourselves, but it is the best question to be asking yourself. And so if you ask yourself that now and you have no answer, For sure, I can help you uncover your answers and then build your life around who you want to be rather than having your life impose itself on your identity. The way that we can start this conversation and make sure that we're a great fit for each other is through a one-hour complimentary call. We will hop on the phone. We will have a two-way conversation 
where you will be able to share what is happening, where your life is feeling like an obligation, and I will be able to point you in the direction of your desires. We will map out a plan. We will work through specifically how you can achieve the happiness and the fulfillment and move out of this going through the motions life and have a life that lights you up inside so that when you're lit up, your marriage is lit up as well. You can go to my website. It is drshavon.com. It's D-R-C-H-A-V as in Victor, O-N-N-E.com. There is a button there says work with me. You click that button. You schedule yourself directly into my calendar and I will meet you on the other side. And until then, stay tuned for another podcast episode. I will be back with you next week. Bye for now. Now, if you loved this episode, you will want to download a free resource I created called 13 Beliefs to Hold On To When Marriage Gets Tough. Download it at bit.ly forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash 13 Marriage Beliefs. And of course, I will be back with you next week. Until then, commit to loving your marriage again.